The Bible prophesies we will see a Middle East peace plan in the end time. Some suggest Israel should negotiate peace with Jordan, not Mahmoud Abbas. Many ask what the Israel peace treaty signifies in the end time. Today, we're going to answer your questions about the coming peace plan and provide an update on where we are today. Will we see peace in the Middle East in 2022? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-IN-TIME, 877-363-8463. Will we see peace in the Middle East in 2022? That's the question for today. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments and your questions about the coming peace plan. So join us at 877-IN-TIME. Doug, good to be back. It's I good keep, to have you back, I keep ben. getting these little breaks. And yeah. I'm glad you're here. And you keep on going. Yeah. I told everybody you were on COVID quarantine. I, I saw what sure you told people. I thought that safe. was a HIPAA violation, but... I, I don't uh, think it is anymore. I think you can tell people pretty much anything. And required. I think yeah. they've kind of punted HIPAA into, laws, right? Yeah. Can't get into a restaurant now. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have been well. I uh, had a little sinus cloggage, but I'm not sure if it was the thing or not, but I guess... One day we'll all know. I guess so. <laughs> I'm, you know, I appreciate you being safe and taking time off because, you know, we've all been sick up here with something. So, you know, it's good to take a few days when you need it. So thank you very much. But uh, don't do that very often. <laughs> I, I don't want to. It's, right. it's nice to be at home, but yeah. it's also not nice to be um, held hostage by the man, right. but we should move on. Um, Middle East peace in 2022, Doug. We every year, every week, really, we're getting questions about the coming peace treaty and whether or not it's been signed or not. There's some people saying yeah. uh, the final seven years has begun, um, and so we get questions like about the peace plan all the time, and so we really need to cover it thoroughly. Uh, frequently for people, and uh, that's what we want to do today. Uh, some people think it could start this year, so that's what we're going to look at. Yeah, and you know, Pastor Baxter was always real good about giving those uh, Jerusalem updates and talking to people about it and kind of keeping people in the loop. And, um, you know, since he's been gone, I feel like sometimes we don't talk about Israel as much. And so when, when I saw this story today, I thought, well, you know what, we, we need to do that. We need to give an update and let people know what's going on because this is kind of exciting news. I'm going to say it's more than kind of. It's very exciting news. If, if this were to happen, but it gives you hope for the future, uh, if this peace agreement is going to come through. So. Well, so if the peace treaty were signed this year, mm-hmm. would that be the beginning of the final seven years? Yeah, I mean, if it if it made all the qualifications, we're going to kind of go down through them today and talk about it a little bit. But, I mean, yeah, if if Israel is allowed, you know, access to the Temple Mount to build the temple and start animal sacrifices again and worship there and share that Temple Mount, then, yeah, I mean, it's 
So you're saying the final seven years could begin in 2022? Yeah, if they came to an agreement and, and got all of this stuff squared away. I mean, what's put in place already with the Abraham Accords, It's I mean, it's really close. There's a lot of things happening that had never happened prior to this. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if the Palestinians and the Israelis made an agreement together uh, for peace and it met all the requirements that we know the Bible talks about, then, yeah, we could be in that final seven years. That, that could happen. You heard it here first. Uh, If you have a comment about Doug's take, end times take, it's not just Doug. We do believe that, that a peace treaty is possible this year. And if it uh, aligns with what the Bible says, then obviously uh, we will publicly proclaim it every chance we get that the final seven years has begun. uh, And that could begin this year. Um, We've been talking about that possibility for many years, Doug. And so there's been so many instances where it looked like it could be the year. And and we say it looks more like it this year than it ever has because it, <laughs> yeah. it does every yeah. year. I mean, when they named it the Abraham Accords, I thought, man, are you kidding me? So, you know, I mean, that was two years ago now. So, I mean, it's it's exciting that we're at the point that we are, but we're always like on the edge of our seat anytime we get news like this. And so, you know, I I just want to make sure that everybody understands that it has to meet certain biblical scripture requirements to be that peace treaty. So, yeah. yeah. So if it were to start this year, what should people do to start preparing? Well, of course, you know, I mean, everybody needs to make sure that they're born again. I mean, we need to make sure that everybody's born again. But one of the things that we talk about, you know, is the door knocking campaign that we're going to do in that final seven years where we're going to go into the area of uh, Judea and Somalia and we're going to knock on those doors and we're going to tell people, hey, you know, you got about three and a half years, and then you're going to need to get out of here. The Bible says this, and we're going to share the scripture with them. We got a magazine ready to be uh, in, go into print and be distributed out there. Uh, we've got several people who have joined the End Time 1000 that are working their way toward being on a list where they would be eligible to go with us and do this door knocking campaign. So, well, we're, we're going to start with people who have finished the Jerusalem Prophecy College. Absolutely. Because we need, when we go into this area, we need people to help disciple these Jews. Yeah. And so one of the qualifications is, you know, have you completed Jerusalem Prophecy College? Because we want to make sure that you're educated in what we're going there to tell people about. And so we're going to have a magazine to pass out, but we also want people to be able to strike up a conversation right there and be able to help guide these people. It's not just, you know, we're not just like... um, uh, street preachers with, you know, we're not going to be that, that sign that you see in movies right. when the, the world is going to end or whatever. Yeah. That's not just what we're going there to do. We're going there to say, hey, this is what the Bible says is coming. And they've, are, they're going to know that, that, that these details around that event are, have occurred. It's going to be... Yeah, we're going to be able to show them scripturally. There's going to be a temple being are. built. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. This is going to be an exciting time yeah. with a whole lot of biblical... Um, references to use in real time right there. And so we need people to be educated to go there and to help these Jews see the light. And so that's that's one of the the facets of the plan that we have going on. So uh, Jerusalem Prophecy College graduates, uh, we're going to turn to you first and say, hey, here's the plan. Are you on board? So if you haven't already, uh, be sure to join Jerusalem Prophecy College. Go to endtime.com slash jpc start with course one and work your way through uh, it is a incredible course that regardless of how long you've been serving the lord or studying the bible 
Um, it is going to be very good information for you to gather. There's people that are pastors that, that take Jerusalem Prophecy College and they learn from it. There are people who are new to their walk with the Lord and they grow from it. So it's really geared towards uh, anybody wanting to grow. And so it's certainly for you, endtime.com slash JPC. Uh, for each course, it's only $59, and uh, it's certainly well worth it. So uh, be sure to do that today. We'll talk more about the coming peace plan and whether or not it is going to start in 2022 on the other side of the break. We'd love for you to join us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll see you here after the break. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Ben Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Will we see Middle East peace in 2022? That's the question for today. We're going to look at some stories, look at the Bible, and see what is just ahead in these end times. And Doug, one thing that I appreciate uh, that you have done and that our team has done um, so well over the years is not to be fear mongers about this. Uh, you know, we are not in the business of scaring people. Right. That's not the idea. Uh, I guess there are some people that need scared out of their stupidity. I know I've been there before. But that's not what we come in here and try to do every day. We're not trying to be doomsday prophets or anything like that. No. We want to tell people what the Bible says, what's going on in the world. 
You don't have to be scared. You can have peace while we navigate these crazy times. Absolutely. Uh, you don't have to be scared of the man, all that stuff. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Jesus is coming to do a great reset, and we want you to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The the real great reset. That's and, right. You know, I mean, I know we sometimes we might appear a little giddy about stuff like this, but it's just because this kind of stuff is exciting when you see, uh, you know, pieces of the prophetic puzzle moving forward it's it's fun to see it happen because you know we've been talking about this for a long time and i remember when i started listening to pastor baxter back in the 90s uh you know when he first came on the radio station here in dallas and i started listening to him he's been talking about this stuff for years since you know 93 94 whenever he came on the radio here and i'll tell you it was long before that (laughs) yeah that he was talking about (laughs) for sure but i mean since i've been following him you know, and, and hearing him on the radio, we've been talking about this. So to see these pieces really get to where they are now, it's hard not to get excited about it when we've been talking about it for a long time and seeing things kind of come together. So anyway, exciting. We're not trying to push fear at all. We're excited about it because we know that when this stuff is talked about, that that means Jesus is coming back soon and we're going to get to be with him. Absolutely. So it's going to be amazing. It's, it is going to be amazing, um, and we're going to be talking about this today in detail. There's a story that came out of Arut Sheva um, yesterday, and so we're going to go through that and talk about uh, what the Bible says about this coming peace plan, and uh, we think that this information is vital for you and your family. So if you're on Facebook, hit the share button. We, this message needs to get out. People need to understand this information. It could radically transform their outlook on Bible prophecy, their outlook on God, their outlook on where they are right now. And so hit that share button, hit the heart icon. It helps us uh, spread this message further uh, tremendously when you do that. So thank you very much. All right, Doug, let's get right into it. You want to get on that map right now or you want to bring it up later? Uh, let's bring it up later. Go ahead and start, and we'll, right. we'll bring it up in a sec. The title of the article is Israel Must Negotiate with Jordan, Not with Anti-Peace, Martin with Abbas. It starts by saying it's regrettable that Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz and Jordan's King Abdullah did not discuss the possibility of Jordan-Israel negotiations on former U.S. President Donald Trump's 2020 peace plan for allocating sovereignty in Judea, Samaria, the West Bank, Gaza, and parts of Israel when they met in Amman on January 5th. Yeah, so this was just a week ago. Yes. And this article is saying that he kind of, he missed an opportunity there. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's an opportunity that is still there with the relations that Israel has with Jordan. It's a very uh, good opportunity here. And so, having done this, we can go ahead and throw the map up there and look at the map. It's going to show us Trump's... Uh, peace plan for Palestine there and or for uh, the area of Judea, Samaria there. So if you look at that, you can see it where it's the green part that you're now, seeing on for, the screen. For those watching on their radio, um, yeah, you can't they might see need some help. So, so. It, it's a map of Jerusalem and we're looking at the area, which is called the West Bank, even though it's kind of on the east side of Jerusalem. The reason why it's called the West Bank is because... The, uh, it's the west bank of the Jordan River. And so when you look at that, it's actually uh, east of Jerusalem, but it's the west of the Jordan River there. And that area is uh, Judea, Samaria. And that's the area that they're talking about giving to the Palestinian uh, state and making a Palestinian state. There's a tan part and there's an aqua part. Yeah, so the aqua part is Palestine or the green, whatever you want to call that. It may be aqua is on the green? screen you're looking at. 
Yeah, it's more well, aqua on your screen. But the uh, one of us the, might be colorblind. It maybe, <laughs> but the uh, the green there is the area they're talking about given to the Palestinians. And if you look at the bottom of that map, there you see a dotted line. That's going to be a tunnel that's going to go over to Gaza, connecting Gaza uh, with Palestine, the state of Palestine, when they uh, separate that and give them an area. So this was. This was Trump's plan. You see some dots in there with numbers. These are going to be the settlement areas where there are settlers, Jewish settlers, who have moved into those areas and have homes and have established businesses and things like that. So those are tan as well. Yeah. And and you're saying Jews would continue to live in those Yeah, so this is where we would go do the door-knocking campaign in those Uh areas. And there's roads leading in there from Israel and roads leading in from uh, Jordan, the Jordan area, and what is right now Palestine. It and looks like there's about f- 15 dots, uh, which means there's a lot of people that are going to be needed to go there yeah. and evangelize to these Jews. Plus, the Israeli government doesn't want us evangelizing to the Jews. Right. And so we're going to need a lot of people involved to be able to go in and help do this. So that means a lot of people need to go to endtime.com slash JPC yeah. and get going on that. Absolutely. But, sorry, anyway. No, and, and so that's pretty much the map that we see there. That was Trump's proposal. And it's a proposal that they talk about is feasible here. So as we continue reading this article, we'll get into it in a little bit and see why they're saying that he missed an opportunity with talking uh, to the king of Jordan. Yeah, so back in January of 2020, Gantz said of Trump's plan, The Trump administration's peace plan is a significant and historic milestone indeed. Immediately after the elections, I will work toward implementing it from within a stable, functioning Israeli government in tandem with the other countries in our region. That's an interesting statement because the elections are finally over, Mm -hmm. at least for now. Who knows what next week will hold uh, (laughs) for Israel. Um, is the government stable and functioning? According to this article, yes, they are. They, they, it is now that time where he could actually do this. Um, so he's saying, after that, then I'm going to work on it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to work toward implementing it. Yeah. Has he done that? Well, according to this article, he missed the opportunity to do that and, and talk to Jordan. Because what they're wanting to do is replace the PLO with the King of Jordan and with the Jordanians. And this article explains that more. Does that align with what the Bible says will happen? What aligns with what the Bible says has happened will happen is that two-state solution. And that's one of the things that Jordan is interested in, in doing. And the PLO, at this point, have no interest in doing that. They don't even want to come to the table. Abbas has no no will to come to the peace table at all. So it doesn't have to be the PLO, or it does? Well, we're going to read this article and see. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll stop. All right. Um, <laughs> so this is especially so given the PLO chairman, Mahmoud Abbas, outright rejection of Trump's plan. He says, they told me Trump wants to send me the deal of the century to read. I said I would not. Trump asked that I speak to him over the phone, so I said no. And that he wants to send me a letter, so I refuse to receive it. Sounds like a nice guy. Uh, Holding up a map that shows the gradual geographic reduction of Palestine through four stages from pre-1948 to Trump's Middle East plan, Abbas said, 
I challenge any of you if you can even see us on the map. Now, that's the map we were just looking at? No, he actually held up another map okay. that, that actually, he was holding up Trump's map aside this other map that showed like a huge area was Palestine. Gotcha. And now it's going to be this little area, which isn't actually true. He went on to say, if you ask a child in first grade to draw Trump's map, he will never know how to. This is a disgrace. The map Abbas brandished was a phony map of historic Palestine, uh, dating from 1947, not 1920. Palestine, historically, referred to a region peopled by Jews and others, is the name the Romans called the area known up to then as Judea. I do want to stop here and say this full article is available on endtime.com, the homepage. If you go to endtime.com, you can scroll down just a little bit. And then right there at the top of the prophecy news section, this article is the first option there. Um, And so go to endtime.com and you can read this full article. Now, Doug, why is that significant that the Romans called that area um, Judea? Well, they called it. They, they called Judea Palestine. And the reason why they did that was it was kind of like, uh, you know, a thumb in the eye of the Jewish people. They hated the Jewish people. Uh, the Jewish people rebelled against the Roman government. They destroyed Jerusalem. And when they did this, they changed the name to where it would have no significance to the Jew. It would be almost like they erased their history. They had torn their temple down, destroyed their city, their sanctuary, and that was just kind of a, a thumb in the eye to Israel, you know, just to add a little bit of insult to injury there. Now, the thumb in the eye thing, that's mesquite coming out of you. Yeah. What's that mean? Well, if you stick your thumb in somebody's eye, it hurts pretty bad. <laughs> pretty <So> bad. <laughs> you do that in a fight, and trust me, they'll <laughs> let go of you. <laughs> All right. The article goes on to say, uh, Article 2 of the PLO Charter recognizes that Palestine between 1920 and 1946 included what is today called Jordan. So this is where the Jordan thing comes in. Yeah, absolutely. 78% of the territory of Palestine under the League of Nations mandate for Palestine. So they're saying that Jordan was 78% of that. Yeah, Jordan controlled that area, not the Palestinians, Jordan. So why didn't he bring it up? Why didn't he bring up uh, Trump's plan? I don't know. I think that maybe he, uh, he... Maybe was afraid to do it at that time. Maybe he thought it was not the time to do it. But apparently the, the writer of this article uh, disagrees with that and thinks now is the time to actually jump on this situation and, and be able to do something about it. So there's, there's momentum behind what this guy's saying. So Yeah. He goes on to say, um, this is a boss, Palestine with the boundaries it had during the British mandate is an indivisible ter- territorial unit. Jordan was granted independence by Great Britain in 1946, terminating its mandate in the remaining 22% of Palestine in 1948. The PLO never claimed sovereignty in Judea, Samaria, West Bank, or Gaza on its establishment in 1964, Article 24 of its founding charter declaring Jordan occupied Judea, Samaria between 1948 and 1967. So see, while Jordan controlled it, they never made an issue about the sovereignty of Judea or Samaria. They, they never made a big deal about anything. But now that Israel is, is there, and they've been granted this back in 1948, uh, when they became a nation again, now all of a sudden the claim comes to, oh, no, this is our territory. So 
it's an important part of that history that's going on there. Absolutely. Uh, Jordan's history certainly qualifies it to replace the PLO as Israel's negotiating partner to implement Trump's plan. But what, what about from a biblical perspective? Because it seems like a lot of times what's happening in the news, you know, they'll make suggestions on what could happen, right. but it doesn't necessarily align biblically. Right. So, so biblically to this, the Bible just tells us that that area of Judea is where the Jews are going to need to flee during this time when there's going to be great tribulation. So regardless of if it's a boss that comes to the table or if the Jordanians say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to step in because they know, Jordan knows that a boss is not a peace negotiator and he doesn't want peace. Now remember, a boss is, he is kind of taking money from both sides of this table here because he's got Hamas, he's got Iran who, you know, floats money into uh, Hamas and other terror organizations there in the Palestinian area. And it's not worth it um, monetarily for for money's sake uh, for a boss to make peace with Israel because why would he do that when he's receiving money to keep this, you know, this... uh, Hostility going toward the Jewish people. Their main goal, Hezbollah, Hamas, their main goal is to completely wipe out Israel. You've got these other Arab nations that want to make peace with Israel, uh, that want to set up uh, these uh, peace agreements with them so that they can have the prosperity that Israel has had in their regions as well and open up trade, open up um, technology, open up medical uh, means and all kinds of things there. They see the importance of doing this where the the terrorist organizations, all they want is to completely wipe out and destroy Israel. Does the fact that... <clears throat> got a little scratchy throat here, Doug. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that could mean. Uh, does the fact that Jordan won't be under the Antichrist control, does that have any relevance to this conversation? I would think that it would have to, Vince, uh, because... We see that in Scripture. You, you bring up a great Scripture out of Daniel where it says that Jordan will not be under the control or the influence of the Antichrist. And it looks here like Jordan is becoming more of a, a partner with Israel here. And we can see how they might um, be able to resist that as well when they move in and start maybe trying to take on a more important role. So it's a great point. All right. Well, we will get back to the article after the break. We've got about a minute left here. Yeah. Uh, we do want to remind you that we're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We have a couple of calls already, but we do have open lines. Plenty for you to get in on the show today. Um, why should we talk about this today, Doug? Well, it's, I mean, it's important because we know that this is one of the two uh, major prophecy events that we're looking to happen uh, at any time. And so it's very important to talk about it because it's an exciting thing that could, you know, cause the future peace agreement to be signed. So it's going to change everybody's life when it does happen. Absolutely. So we all need to be aware. We need to know what the Bible says. We need to know what's coming. And so we'll talk about this more in detail. We'll get to your calls after the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, End-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? 
With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Will we see Middle East peace in 2022? That's what we're talking about today. We're going to wrap this article up here. Uh, it goes on to say that Abdullah stressed against the importance of maintaining calm in the Palestinian territories and taking all measures to create the horizon needed to achieve just a comprehensive peace based on the two-state solution. I do want to remind you, you can read this full article at endtime.com. Scroll down on the homepage a bit there, and you can see that um, the Prophecy News section, it's the first article available there. It says, Jordan stepping into the negotiating void created by Abbas continuing rejection of Trump's plan would become a major driver in maintaining that calm. Israel-Jordan negotiations to redraw their currently agreed existing international border using Trump's plan could result in the following two-state solution first contemplated by the 1922 mandate for Palestine. Israel acquiring sovereignty in about 30% of Judah Samaria. Jordan acquiring sovereignty in about 70% of Judah Samaria all of Gaza and parts of Israel's existing sovereign territory. No Arab or Jewish residents being forced to move from their current homes or business locations. Trump's plan has now become the definitive blueprint for resolving the 100-year-old Arab-Jewish conflict in former Palestine. Yeah, so this is significant because the article talks about no Jews or Arabs would have to move out of their place of uh, where they live or their, or their businesses. Nothing would have to happen there. Uh, they could keep residence there. So that goes along with what Scripture tells us, that there will be Jewish people living in that two-state solution area, that Jude, uh, Judea-Samaria area, and they'll just be living there, and they'll have to flee when the uh, abomination of desolation happens. So that's important to understand that that's what this this article is talking about is that if Jordan took over this peace um, agreement from 
the PLO from a boss and begin to work on this, they would gain, you know, 70% of that territory back that they lost in 1967. Uh, but they would be able to do it uh, with allowing the Palestinians to live in that area as well as the Jews to live in that area. And there would be a two-state solution. Jordan's very... Um, you know, crucial on what he's saying there, the King Abdullah, when he says there has to be a two-state solution for peace to be there. So he's telling them exactly what the Bible says. There's going to be a two-state solution there. Israel's going to have um, the the area that they control right now, and uh, Samaria and Judea will go to the Palestinians as well as the Gaza Strip over there, just like the peace uh, plan map that we showed a while ago. They believe that'll work. They believe that that is what needs to be set in place to keep peace in that region. So we could actually see this begin to move and gain momentum as we go through this year. Did we write this article? No, sir. We did not. Did some other prophecy teacher write it? No. So this is just a regular (laughs) journalist. Yeah, a secular newspaper in Israel. From Arut Sheva. Yeah which is one of their top news sites. Yeah. And they're sitting here talking about needing to do Trump's peace plan that looks a lot like what the Bible said would happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, we have a lot of scripture that we could kind of go down through. What do you want to do right now? Do you want to take some calls? Do you want to talk about scripture? We can dive off into the significance of this, but let's let's go to the calls first because I think there's some clarifications that need to be made, and uh, I'd like to hear from some of the folks here and see what we can get into. Uh, let's go to John in Tennessee. John, welcome to End of the Age. Well, good afternoon. Hi, Hello, John. Good to see the team back. <laughs> yes. Glad to see you're feeling better, Vince. And not to take anything away from Doug last Tuesday by himself. Yep. He did a wonderful job. He sure yeah, did. Thank you. Appreciate it, John. Uh, About the peace plan, it's going to be very hard to say, of course. Whether or not it's going to happen this year, that's totally up to God, basically. Because when he wants it to happen, it's going to happen, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I do have a question about End of the Age Plus, as far as it extends into Israel. I assume with they've got as good of internet and streaming as we do, and they can bring it in and make it happen, no problem. Is it possible that I don't know anything about, uh, you know, this run making words on the screen and all that? Is it possible to put that text in Hebrew so they could watch the daily shows and see what's going on? Yeah, so um, on different social media platforms like YouTube and Facebook, they have auto closed captioning already. And so depending on the, the language that you have selected, um, it will do that for you presently. Now, it's not a the best closed captions ever, but it is pretty good, actually. And so right okay. now, people watching us in um, you know, Iran are getting an Arabic translation. People watching in China are getting a Mandarin translation. So that's happening around the world right now through social media sites, uh, not on Into the Age Plus, but on social media sites it is occurring. Well, I was just wondering if people could, you know, get in and view what we're viewing and get a translation if they need it. I assume English is rather prolific in uh, Israel. It is. Um, When I went to Israel in 2009, I went all over the place, and everywhere I went, 
from, you know, small shops in the middle of nowhere to, you know, like major hotels, everybody speaking English there. Mm-hmm. It's well, it's pretty unbelievable. And, and also, nice. you know, John, we had, uh, when we were on TBN, we actually were on Israeli TV uh, during the week. We I, still are I, through Daystar. Are we? Mm-hmm. I, I actually watched it one night in a hotel room. I sat there and watched uh, Pastor Baxter on TV, and I'm like, man, this is amazing. Here we are on tour with them, and we're sitting here in our room, and we're actually watching this on Israeli TV. It's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. So, and we well, have listeners that listen. about that I had. But I would presume that I don't know how many people you had graduate JPC in Jerusalem. But that would be like a forward guard of people to get the word out. Yeah. That is and the to, idea. Yeah, to get people to watching. Yep. End Time or End Time Plus. And getting this information even ahead of the door knocking campaign, with the door knocking campaign to drive home the idea and you know get people ready to operate. You Absolutely. got it, John. Just, That's the idea. Yeah. There you go. I just had that question. I wasn't too sure. I'm, I'm just an old uh, retired auctioneer. I don't know anything <laughs> about TV and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's good to see it, the two of the team together again and keep up the great work. Thanks, John. Thank God bless you. you. All right, let's go to Brian in Kansas. Brian, welcome to End of the Age. Yeah, uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, my my question is, um, if this signing happens, I guess from what I've learned is that'll mark uh, the beginning of seven years. And I was wondering how you guys might speculate that seven years would look. It seems like there's a lot to crowd in two seven years, um, a six-trumpet war, an Armageddon war, a war in the heavenlies, and getting the Antichrist, the mark of the beast, doing some things. So how, how do you see all that coming together? If they sign that and start the seven years, what do you see as next, and how, how do you see it ending up at, on that through that seven years? Um, that, that's, that'd be my question. It's a great question, uh, Brian. And, you know, one of the things that we know, what I was talking about right before the break, we're talking about two prophecies that are parallel with each other uh, that are coming up that we know are going to happen. And one of them is that six trumpet war. And the other one is uh, this peace treaty. And so if the peace treaty were to get signed before that six trumpet war happens, uh, then I believe that that would be a triggering point for that war. If the war does not happen before this peace treaty then once the Arabs that hate Israel and want to see her destroyed were to see uh, Israel be able to build a temple and start uh, animal sacrifices and worship on that temple mount, that would throw them into such a frenzy. I believe that that would start that war. Uh, You know, the the Arabs that uh, want to see Israel destroyed. And so I would think that would happen uh, pretty quick after we saw it, if it doesn't happen before, I tend to believe it's going to happen before. And because of that war, we're going to see the peace agreement uh, be pushed harder for because people will be, you know, they'll be worried about war once it kills one third of mankind. So in that in that first three and a half years, uh, I think it's going to appear like there's peace and that things are going well. And we're going to see that temple uh, be built pretty quick. And the Bible says in the middle of that final seven years is when the Antichrist will stand on the Temple Mount 
and stop the animal sacrifices and declare himself uh, to be God and to be worshipped as God. And so when that happens, that's the event that's going to trigger this great tribulation we were talking about. And those that are in Judea are going to need to flee. That's at the same time, we believe, when that war in heaven happens, when Revelation chapter 12 happens and the devil and his angels are, are bound to earth. Uh, and cannot go back into the heavenlies and accuse the brethren before God anymore. They're cast down. They're bound to earth. We believe that that same time is when the abomination of desolation happens because Revelation 12 tells us that the devil comes down filled with his wrath because he knows that his time is short. And then in Revelation 12:14 it tells us that it's for a time, times, and a half a time that he goes after the woman Israel. And so that's the exact same time as the tribulation. And then we know at the end of the tribulation, Matthew 24, 29 through 31 says Jesus comes back. He gathers his elect. And then the battle of Armageddon will end up taking place where we'll return with Jesus to the Mount of Olives. And that will be the battle of Armageddon. So that's kind of like a lot of information squinched into one short answer. Uh, but we have, you know, we've done several different studies. You can go back and look uh, online and see some of those things we talked about. Uh, World War Three, uh, Six Trumpet, uh, the War in Heaven, Armageddon, the Rapture. All those things can you can look at it and and see uh, what Scripture says about those things. All right, I sure sure appreciate your answer. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Brian. We appreciate your call today. Okay. Now, Doug, the moral of the story is there's a lot that's going to happen in that final seven years. Yeah. Now, you know, sometimes there's some things that are mixed up. You know, a lot of people have preconceived ideas of, of you know, maybe that there's this and that when the Bible says it's just one thing or, you know, whatever. Thing, there's things like that built in there. Yeah. And so there's a lot that's going to happen in those final seven years. It seems to me that once we see that peace treaty signed, or uh, once we know that it has been signed, um, it's going to activate the church in a way that we've never been activated before, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to trace it back to the book of Acts. But other than that, we are going to go into a mode that we didn't even know was possible before. Um, I believe that not only physically uh, will be energized and motivated like never before, yeah. but because of that and and what what the Lord knows is coming, there'll be new spiritual things um, that start happening. Maybe not new, but um, new experiences for people. Yeah. And so it might not be new biblically, but people will start experiencing things much like we did saw in the Bible or have heard about in history or whatever. So I think that once that peace treaty is signed, a lot's going to happen because there's going to be a lot going on and we're going to be activated and things are going to be moving forward and uh, it's going to be an exciting time. Uh, we do have open lines at 877 time 877-363-8463. It's still time for you to get on and join Doug and I. Uh, we'll get to the other calls after the break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. 
Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age, open lines at 877-END-TIME. Uh, Doug, we're talking about Middle East peace and whether we will see that in 2022 or not. And what's the answer? Is it going to happen? I don't know. Like John said, it could happen. It's going to happen on God's timing. But, yeah, I mean, things, things could definitely take place that could allow that to happen this year. So it could happen, yep. which would mean the final seven years could happen in 2022, could begin in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible, especially when they're talking about these things. And like I said, you know, I mean, we look at we look at Russia, we look at China and Iran and everything that's going on with the U.S. and Iran and the U and uh, Israel and Iran. And we see all this conflict that's happening. We watch that every day because anything could spark that six trumpet war. That could happen at any moment, too. I mean, these like I said, these are two things that are running parallel down the road together. And we're, we're watching it every day just to see, hey, what's happening in these areas. And, uh, you know, any little spark could ignite that fire that could turn into the Six Trumpet War. What about, you know, people say, well, we're not going to be here then, so it's not even important to even discuss. Well, I mean, I know that that's a philosophy that's been taught, you know, to many people and many churches believe that, many pastors believe that we're going to be raptured out before any of this starts. Uh, you know, but there's like the scripture I talked about a while ago in Matthew 24, 29 through 31. Jesus specifically says that immediately after those days, that's when he's going to send his angels together. Those to days meaning the tribulation of those days. So that's actually what it says immediately after the tribulation of those days that um, he'll send his angels together, his elect. So. You know, there's other scripture out there. I mean, uh, today's not a, a debate about when the rapture happens, but I know many people think we'll be raptured out of here. But if they begin to see a peace treaty happen in Israel and a temple being built on the Temple Mount, they're going to have to rethink their theology and what they believe. Well, regardless of, of, of what that's all about, we believe we'll be here. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about this. So Absolutely. we used to believe that we would be taken away before the tribulation. Uh, end Time did. Uh, Irvin Baxter, before End Time was founded, actually, he used to believe that. And then he read the book of Revelation 19 times in 19 days, I believe it was. And he's reading the Bible going, I can't figure it out. And he goes to his wife and says, Judy, I uh, don't think the rapture happens before the great tribulation. And she said her face got red and her blood started to boil. And she said, Irvin Baxter, my pastor said, whoever says that is a false prophet. <laughs> and he said, babe, I can't help it. The, well, look what the Bible says. And so um, end time actually started out pre-trib 
and had to change our stance uh, once we started looking um, past the commentaries and into what the scriptures say. And so, you know, if, if you believe that, uh, we're not mad at you. We're not um, ticked off about it. That's totally fine. You can believe that. Uh, we are teaching as if we will be here. We're not preparing for a, a great disappearance. We're preparing for a great revival that's coming. And we plan on being right in the thick of it uh, as it's going on throughout the world. And we want to be a light that's shining in darkness uh, through these end times. And, um, you know, if, if we get, we always say if we get taken up before it, you know, we're not that mad about getting out of the great tribulation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we just don't believe the Bible says that. And if you do, uh, we still love you. You're still welcome here. Uh, there's a whole lot more to talk about in Bible prophecy um, that is not to do with the rapture. So don't go anywhere. We, we still want to be friends with you and love you. So I remember um, Pastor Baxter used to say that if... Uh, if there did happen to be a pre-trib rapture, he was going to ride on the bottom of his shoe. You were right. But if it's post-trib, like he believes, he's, he's going to say, I told you so. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Joe in New York. Joe, welcome to Into the Age. You guys look terrific. Coordinated again, I see. <laughs> it just happens. It's know, unbelievable. It's crazy. We yeah, walked yeah. in this morning and looked at each other and just shook our heads. <laughs> That's funny. You look great. One quick uh, question. When you put up that map showing where Jerusalem is, like kind of in the center of Israel, the, the, the armies that will go against Israel, they're going to be coming from north towards, towards Jerusalem? Yes, sir. The, the map that we showed doesn't really show the Euphrates well in that because the Euphrates runs really through um, Iraq and Iran and kind of down through there and Turkey and all that. And so it, it, it doesn't show it well on the map we show. But, yeah, it'll be more. They'll be coming from that northern uh, area down into Israel. Okay, because I've never been there and I saw that map. Okay, uh, very briefly again. Pray for the King of Jordan. I don't know what's happening with this guy, but Holy Spirit has been leading me for the past few weeks to really intercede for the King of Jordan, pray for his eternal salvation and his family and all that work with him. And as far as Gantz didn't bring it up, you said, in the last meeting with him, he didn't discuss the peace uh, agreement? That's correct. Why don't you get him on the phone? And you know, educate to. this guy. <laughs> yeah, we Joe, like if to. you can track him down, we'll talk to him on the phone. <laughs> that would, I don't know if he'd return be, our calls if we tried to that, get on. That would be nice. I mean, I listen to you guys. I wasn't going to call up today. I was just going to listen. But you guys always make it so interesting. You get my brain going, and I got a mm-hmm. call. But, you know, the thing that, you know, as far as Christians knowing about pre-trib, post-trib, I met a, name, a, a, a fellow 44 years ago. Uh, James McKeever, he wrote a book about 48 years ago called Christians Will Go Through the Tribulation. I still have it on my bookshelf. So it's this deception that there's a pre-trib. I believe that Satan's going to use this false information because it's not in the Scriptures. It is not there nowhere in the Scriptures. It says very clearly we will be here. And anyone that's buying into deception, I have to pray for them because those people may get really shaken up and frightened. And we got to keep preaching and speaking the truth of the Scriptures. I love you guys, and I'll, I'll hang up. I said my piece, 
God bless you. You look wonderful. Be healthy. Thank you, give, Joe. Give, give Judy a big hug for, <laughs> for Brother Joe in New York. Will do. God bless God you, bless. Joe. Thanks for calling. It's always a delight to hear from you. Um, all right, Doug. Well, the significance of this whole story about Jordan potentially coming in on the peace talks. Um, you want to get into that a little bit and what we know from Scripture? or Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of go through it a little bit just to kind of help everybody understand why we are talking about this today. But, yeah, Daniel 9.27, can you read that? I don't want to get you coughing again. <laughs> well, I'll do my best and right. see what happens. Uh, it's 9.27, he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Yeah, so the reason why we talk about this is because, you know, we get all the time, is so-and-so the Antichrist? Is this person the Antichrist? Is Trump the Antichrist? Because he brought this peace plan together. Well, we, we know that the he here is talking about the Antichrist, and it says he's going to confirm a covenant with many. So right now, more than ever before, we've got many people involved. Here we are talking about more people that are involved, getting involved with this uh, today. So we, we know that there's going to be many people involved. The, the peace agreement right now uh, includes uh, Baran, uh, the United Arab Emirates. Uh, I can't remember all of them right now. Let's see. Um, I think that there's a lot of them. We yeah, Morocco, Sudan. That's a couple of other ones. So there, there's these Arab nations that have come together. So there's many people involved, and there's going to be many more before this is over with, I'm sure. But that, uh, when it says that he's going to confirm the covenant, it means that that word confirm there means that he's going to agree with this covenant or make the covenant stronger with many people. And then he's going to cause the uh, sacrifice. Uh, to stop in the middle of that seven-year period, he's going to cause the abomination of desolation to happen. So when we talk about the covenant there, it's what's important is the covenant is from Genesis fifteen eighteen. Well, so But first, the he is the Antichrist. The he is the Antichrist, And yeah. this article goes on about Trump's peace plan. Right. A lot about Trump. Yeah. Is Trump the Antichrist? Well, we had that show the other day and we determined that he is not. He's not the Antichrist. He's not the Antichrist. But it's his peace plan. Well, it's something that he put together. Yeah, it's something that he started. But remember what it says when it says confirm. It means that that person will agree with it or he'll make it stronger. And there's people working behind the scenes daily on trying to make this stronger. So it could be a number of, of different it's people. It's not going to be somebody that works behind the scenes, though. Well, yeah, it could be somebody that's well, behind I mean, the scenes somebody, right now. Somebody that we don't know. Right. It's going, to be, it's going to be a leader. We know that from Scripture. We know that the leader is going to come up among ten kings. And all this hasn't happened yet. So we're waiting and watching. And, and there'll be a day when we're going to know without a shadow of a doubt who that man is. And today we know without a shadow of a doubt that it's not Donald Trump. Yeah, he just doesn't fit any of the pieces, you know. It's just not there. He's not coming from a revived Holy Roman Empire. He's not rising up among ten kings. This is He's done this. He's put it forth. Uh, it is a peace plan, but it doesn't... Just because it was something that Donald Trump initiated, 
it doesn't mean Donald Trump is the Antichrist. All right. So that okay. Abraham coven- covenant from Genesis fifteen eighteen, it says, In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Yeah, so God's promise there to Abraham is that his seed would always have a right to this land. Okay, so we believe that because it's in the Word of God. I know there's a lot of people that don't believe the Word of God. Uh, A lot of secular people don't believe the Word of God. A lot of people who work at the UN don't believe the Word of God. And so uh, we believe it because it says in the Word of God that this land was given to Abraham's uh, seed, that they would always have a right to this land. So currently... Uh, the Arab nations that, that have signed on to this are agreeing that Israel has a right to exist in the land. So that's those that have signed on to the Abraham Accord have agreed with this covenant that God made with Israel, that they have a right to remain in the land. But now the Palestinians, on the other hand, they're the ones who have always also claimed right to the land. And so that's why this agreement that we see, it can't be uh, concerning other nations right now it's going to concern those palestinians and the israelis because both of them are in dispute over the land now the important thing that i want to try to get to we're not going to be able to get to all the scripture today but the important thing are those five elements we talked about and we said we would let Better people know quick. what those are yeah so the first one the area of judea also known as the west bank will be given to the palestinians as their homeland that's what the article talked about the jews living in palestine and the Palestinian homeland will be allowed to remain living under Jewish minority in the new Palestinian homeland. So if you look at Matthew 24, 15 through uh, 21, that is that prophecy. That's the scripture that Jesus was talking about that helps us understand that. Uh, Number three, the Temple Mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement so that both Muslims and Jews will be allowed to worship there. The Jews, this is number four, the Jews will be allowed to build their temple on the Temple Mount without disturbing the Dome of the Rock or the Al-Asqa Mosque. And that's in Revelation 11, 1 and 2, where that scripture talks about uh, measuring the temple but don't measure the outer court. It's given unto the Gentiles. And then number five, The issue of control over Jerusalem will remain unresolved. Consequently, the status will be put off until seven years later. That's when the Battle of Armageddon happens. That's found in Zechariah 14, 1 and 2. All right, well, go to watch.endtime.com and search Peace Plan if you want to learn more about what's coming with the peace treaty. Uh, We've got hours of footage available there. Uh, We also have many articles at endtime.com available for totally free. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you then. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.